0: I am so glad to have you back for the Defined Engagement Bookcast. My name is Doug Fine, your host. Today we're welcoming back Laura Sukhorikov. She is a multi-talented L&D professional leadership expert, and she wrote the book, It's Not Them, It's You, Why Employees Break Up with Their Managers and What to Do About It. We'll be meeting Tom today, a protagonist in her book, and we're going to be learning about trust. Laura Sukorikoff, I am so grateful that you returned to the Defined Engagement Bookcast. Thanks for being here. Hello, how are you guys today, my faithful guests and visitors to the Defined Engagement Podcast? I have here with me for the Seventh trait of leadership. Laura Sukorikov. She is the author of the book. It's not them, it's you. Meaning, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, it's a book about uh, when managers break people's hearts and, and what 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 they should do about it and stop breaking employees' hearts or managers' heart. So it's 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 a book about bad management practices uh, that really affect people that affect people. That yeah. that put their life kind of into a spin, where where it shouldn't. It, the, all of all of your stories are hugely pre- preventable, and you give the mm-hmm. medicine to help managers prevent acting bad. Um, it, so it's a it's a wonderful book. Uh, we are on the seventh person. You have a story about every person, and then you talk about a principle behind that story. And so today we're going to talk. About a guy named Tom. We are, and we're going to talk about trust. So yes, trust is exactly. huge in a management uh, in a management sense. It's huge for a team. Trust is big. It's talked about a lot mm-hmm. these days because um, there's been so little of it in in certain in certain eras of business. So Laura, welcome back to the Defined Engagement Bookcast, and let's talk about Tom.
1: Hey, great! Thank you so much, Doug. And you know, I'm. I'm really excited about talking about this topic of trust. This, as you mentioned, this is a huge thing. And in any kind of leadership training, of course, they refer to trust. And I believe it is because without trust, you cannot have an effectively operating organization. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Your employees need to be able to trust in you and you need to be able to trust in them right so it really is there's a reciprocity there yes it is a two-way street and you need to have it on both sides trust is also something that you earn mm-hmm. so As a manager not only do you need to be giving trust trusting your people to do their best work but you need to be trustworthy yourself and so that's in this case study with tom we demonstrate a little bit of that you know how not being trustworthy affects the employees. And then we also talk about, you know, these, con- this concept of trust flowing both ways. Mm-hmm. It's really, this is a really mm-hmm. interesting topic. I'm excited to dive into in,
0: it. With in you. the book also just maybe a heads up, we may not get to it, but you talk about what if you, what if you're a leader and you have broken trust, how do you get it back? Yeah. So that's a very important, uh, nobody's perfect. We're going to blow it sometimes. And so you actually help a manager kind of process through there, even if they lied to somebody, how do you, how do you, how do you remedy that with a person you lied to? So it's really, really practical. It's a practical book. It's not, uh, you know, we've already said it's not an academic book. It's, it's, it's a hands-on kind of book. It would be perfect in an L and D setting to help managers get better. And that's what you do for a living too, Laura. So let's, let's talk about Tom. Tell me about Tom.
1: Sure. Tom, Tom's an interesting case for me. He's, again, a little bit different than some of the others in that he was an independent contractor. However, he started as a salaried employee. So this is really interesting. He started with the company, was very excited about the prospect of working with a learning and development company, Mm -hmm. being really kind of in the trenches of L&D you know, really yeah. working on that. And when he started with the company, he his very first or I sorry, even before he started his interview, he essentially saw the owner in action mm-hmm. and thought, wow, this is an amazing person who can mm-hmm. really teach me a lot. Mm-hmm. And that really jazzed him up about this. Sure. But, and, and one of the things we talked about before when we talked about promotion and that leadership trait, we talked about the importance of development to people Mm -hmm. in their work. So Mm -hmm. people want this sense of growing and and moving forward, progressing in their work. And so he saw these opportunities to really, you know, improve his own.
0: Yes, he thought it was there for him.
1: Exactly. So he was quite excited about going to work for this company and all that he could grow from Mm -hmm. working in this company. And things went on quite well for a little while. You know, he was working, he was able to dig in and some of the stuff that he really, really enjoyed. And then one day, he, I I think it, it needs mentioning that he works for a very small company, Mm -hmm. or he worked rather for a very Mm -hmm. small company, and they paid their employees by check. Okay. So he's working along, everything's going okay, and then his paycheck bounces.
0: His paycheck, did you hear that? This is a warning. (laughs)
1: <laughs> so for me as a small business owner i mean that is a, a huge thing for me you know bouncing paychecks um that's kind of a bad thing and can
0: you say it any better than that it's
1: a yeah it's, a, it's an absolute no no don't bounce paychecks. But I Terrible think it's even thing. worse when you, when you do this with an employee. I know, um, you know, right now I am self-employed and it's me only. I'm a mm-hmm. solo printer. But in the past, I have had businesses where I've had employees. And I always made sure to pay them first because mm-hmm. of a couple of things. Firstly, it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. You know, they did the work. They deserve the pay. But also because I did not ever want any kind of reputational risk mm-hmm. out in the community. Because people talk. And so here his paycheck is bouncing. Well, to his credit, Tom went right back to the owner and he said, hey, this happened. And they apologized for the mistake. I'm so sorry. We will fix this up immediately. And they did. They gave him another paycheck, which went through just fine. And so he blithely carried on. It was in his mind, just a little error. Yeah. And things went well going forward. Until the next check bounced.
0: Bam, bam.
1: Yeah, exactly, right? Exactly. I'll
0: do bam one more time. Bam.
1: (laughs) So, I mean, as outsiders looking in, it's easy for us to say, oh my God, just get out of there, right? But we need to know a little bit more about Tom.
0: Okay.
1: He. For one thing, he again, he was really excited about this job and all that he would learn from it and the opportunities it would give him. The other thing is, he really needed a job.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He
1: was struggling a bit financially. Um, his wife was out of work and he really needed the work. And so, he that the two things combined this belief in the company and what he could achieve, as well as needing yeah. the work, had him staying there. Right Right around the same time, when he went back to them about the second check bouncing, they had a conversation with him about how they were going to change him from being a salaried employee to an independent contractor.
0: Mm. Uh
1: Well, that unsettled him a little bit, but he thought again, okay, I need the money. Mm -hmm. But then what happened is the, uh, the relationship changes, right? And the uh, responsibility for work delivery changes and the, for work quality changes. And it seemed to Tom like what was happening going forward is a lot of questioning of his work, I guess, kind of as an excuse
0: mm.
1: for not having to pay him mm-hmm. or to delay payment wow. for the work that he did. And so their trust was absolutely being eroded there. And I think yeah. we need to understand as business owners, as, as managers, as leaders within an organization, that when you shake the security of people, in Tom's case, it is financial security, but security um, has other factors as well. Like right now we have companies that are really tenuous about whether they will be able to keep their staff on. Again, with the pandemic, business is shaky, business is tough right now. And some of our sectors like hospitality sectors are really struggling. And this affects the very bedrock of employees needs. If you look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, which so many people have heard of, I'm sure these basic Basic. foundational life needs are being affected. And in Tom's case, this certainly was true, but also some of the other needs started being shaken. He no longer trusted in mm-hmm. this company. Mm-hmm. So that's a huge break of contract there, you know, break of trust with not paying.
0: Psychological contract, typically, like you said in your book, you said there, there's usually some sort of, it, we call them letters of understanding or hiring letter, or whatever. But mm-hmm. you're, you have things in writing, you're going to be paid every two weeks or whatever, and uh, you're going to get this, and we're going to we're going to have an employment relationship with you. And uh, you know there there's two strikes there, plus the changing the pay structure, kind of uh, kind of they've changed the status of his employment. So I have to think, shame on me, that it might be easier not to pay him if he's an independent well, contractor because you know, um, they need to cut a special check and it's not wrapped up in taxes and payroll tax, you know, all that stuff. So um, Mm -hmm. I wonder if he lost benefits then too.
1: Well, being a small company, I don't, you you know, I I honestly don't know how many benefits they
0: had. I don't want to get to
1: start with. So I, yeah, that's taking us down a path that I'm not aware of, Mm -hmm. but I'm sure he would have done because Mm -hmm. he became an independent contractor. Yeah. Uh, So. The other thing that happened right around that time, again, there's this lack of trust here. Uh, In my book, I tell the story about how Tom and his wife were out on a Sunday. I believe it was Saturday or Sunday. It was definitely a weekend.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. They were out on a drive, beautiful day. They were just enjoying a drive through the countryside and just spending some time together. And he got a phone call from his boss saying um, that he had to get into the office immediately Mm-hmm. and fix all these things that he had done incorrectly for a client mm-hmm. and uh, that the cl- you know that this wasn't good enough that the client was dissatisfied really unhappy and he had to go in immediately on his day off and fix it he was quite confused about this because when he had spoken to the client on the friday before everything was fine mm-hmm. the client seemed really happy so what happened where did it go badly so sure enough he you know went in did the work uh fixed what his boss said needed to be fixed but he had this kind of like what's going on thing and of course on the monday following he checked in with the client who said no i was fine mm-hmm. i i didn't complain about anything in fact i don't know why you made the changes wow. and so right there boom trust erosion right mm-hmm. in other words he would caught his boss in a lie mm-hmm. and what purpose I why wonder. well that's it why why lie about this like what so the only thing i could think of is that this is a power play
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that's certainly how tom felt that this was a power play i'm going to put you in your place mm. and, and that never
0: <laughs> happens in business people it just doesn't so this is just right. a rarity and, and the more
1: that you, the more under the thumb you keep people, mm-hmm. the, the more they will chafe at this, the more they will push against it and the less they will trust you.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: You know, so that's what happened here. Well, I mean, of course, Tom had to go looking for another job because he couldn't trust that he was going to get paid, but he also didn't trust the way that this company did business. He didn't trust that he was going to get the growth opportunities that he sought. Right. He didn't. Right. He wasn't able to trust his manager with dealing with him fairly and, you know, um, considerately.
0: Can I remind you of another thing that happened to Tom? Sure. He got the corp. It's a little company, yes, but he got the corporate shuffle too. Yeah, I did. He got hired on as a trainer, yep. and boss lady. Said, I'm gonna make you a project manager. Mm-hmm. And Tom, Tom, being the good soul, needs a job. Said, okay, great. I'll be, I'll, I'll be your I'll be what you want me to be, but I really need some help. I mm-hmm. need some training. I need some development. This air is not my, it's not my, you know what.
1: Yeah. It's not my
0: strong suit. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, so, it's you can say it. It's not you a say fort. It. You <laughs> say it. It is forte, okay? It's not forte. Look yeah. it up in the
0: dictionary. It's, it's for it's not his forte. So <laughs> But she never followed through. She never gave him any consideration, which was last talk, uh, about his skills. And he needed help to be a, to be a project manager. So that's another, that's another thing that he would have, I think he believed fundamentally, I can trust these people. They're giving me uh, a different role, but, and I'll do it, but help me out here. And that never showed up for him.
1: Yeah. And in this particular case, it was really reasonable for Tom to ask for PM training, project manager training, sure. because the person he was asking this of was a project manager herself. She had uh, PMP uh, and um, trained project management. Wow, as part of their you know that was part of their catalog. Wow. and so it was reasonable, absolutely reasonable for him to ask for this, and well within the power of the owner to deliver at really no extra cost. You know what I'm going to just the cost of time.
0: You know what I'm going to add to this Mm -hmm. is that speculating here, but (laughs) the trainer, you know, and and trainers are typically not necessarily the most (laughs) boom dance charts, you know, project manager kind of Mm -hmm. person that keeps things on track. I'm stereotyping myself, but really, uh, there's two different. they're, they're different two different skill sets mm-hmm. and I have to say that oftentimes trainers love it in their in their world helping people and developing them but when you get to a job that's more like mm-mm, 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 you know make it happen uh how, how far along it's just a different skill set so I'm wondering anyway uh that might have been tougher and he needed training if he was going to be mm-hmm. a project manager.
1: Mhm mhm so he needed the training it was within the power of the owner to provide Absolutely. the training but it was never provided mm-hmm. now from a business perspective it's quite often that people request training that they would really love to have development opportunities in certain areas but the company just cannot make that happen you know they can't afford to bring in trainers or they don't see it as a fit for Mm -hmm. their business. Right. So that, that happens. And sometimes managers need to have that discussion with their people that, you know, great. I love the enthusiasm, but it's just not going to be able to work out for budgetary reasons, for fit reasons, for what have you, but the conversation should still be had. The point is that it should not be ignored. And that's what happened here. Mm -hmm. You know, Tom was told that he would have, opportunity to learn and grow and develop but he was not provided those opportunities Again, he stopped believing in it yeah, he stopped he was, trusting them at their word he was lied to he uh, was lied to yep.
0: yep. or not you know but ultimately you can take away after time that it was a lie it wasn't true so yeah. hey i want to um this this whole thing with tom and trust i saw something in the book when i was reading it and uh, it, again made me like gush that i've got a i've got like a super expert on my hands here yeah. in management and in and in organizational life so uh, i want to you know yeah i'm stroking you a little bit but this is a great part of your book and i want uh, our listeners of course to go out and get this book but i want them to see how much you 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 know your stuff um i actually put um you captured reality in this, in your book, in this chapter on trust. So here's, here's what I'm going to read. It's a couple of paragraphs, but it's worth our time. When managers don't trust their employees, there is an effect on the results achieved. Uh-huh. When trust is high, people tend to rise to the occasion, being more productive, communicating better, collaborating more effectively, and being all around more engaged in their work they are willing to take risks and are as a result more creative this can lead to extraordinary insights collaboration and innovation so when trust is high you get all that benefit you've built uh-huh. you, as a manager or as a company you've built trust it's a trusting environment and the ben- and the and the the payoff is, is magnificent. It's, it's like you said in our last discussion, people may be dreaming up things to do to help the company in ways you never would have dreamt, dreamt yourself. So mm-hmm. that's the payoff of being trustworthy. Yep. Exchanging trust between uh, companies, management and employees. Now here's, here's, here's the downside when trust is low. Mm-hmm. When trust is low, the opposite occurs. Employees play it safe because they're afraid of failing and incurring the wrath of their bosses. Productivity is reduced and time to task completion is increased because employees are constantly checking and double checking everything before presenting a finished product. When trust is low, creativity is decreased. Who wants to try to innovate in a risky environment? It's much better to take the safest route. So I think you capture reality. You see how organi- how how in the micro, mm-hmm. the benefits of of something. You know the benefits of trust. Uh, you know your stuff. Y- you capture reality, and I just want to stroke you for that because that's oh, that's you. like profound. You know, it's profound. Yeah, it's you know,
1: um, as managers as leaders. And, and as executives of organizations, yeah. mm-hmm. um, we want our people to innovate and collaborate and ideate and, and all this stuff. Yeah, we we this is what we – when we envision uh, a really successful culture, this is the kind of thing that we envision. But if we are clamping down so hard, if we're micromanaging, if we are creating environments of low to no trust mm-hmm. – we really are putting a big old wet blanket mm. on all this innovation. We are stifling it.
0: I'm not going to get. It's it.
1: exactly as you read. You know, if you are in a low trust environment, you are going to play it safe. You're mm. going to do what you always have done because you know it works and you haven't been punished for that before. You're not going to want to take risks. And you know, uh, uh, let me let me share if you don't mind. Please. A- a story I, I do have it in the book, but I want to talk a little bit about something that happened to me. Mm-hmm. I started with the company, and my boss was an incredible micromanager. You know, she checked and doubled and triple checked everything that I did, to the point where she even would not allow me to send out an email without her reading it first. So I would write an email. And I would have to send it to her. And right? Warning bells, exactly. It's a little alarm going off there. Mm -hmm. I would have to send her the email. Then I would have to wait for her approval before I could send that email to the intended audience. Mm -hmm. So if she was sitting at her desk and did this immediately, then it wasn't a big delay. But if she was busy on something in a meeting or away or what have you, sometimes I would wait hours, even you know a whole day, before getting a response back from her, and that would just push me behind on mm-hmm. what I was doing. So there is, you know, there is a lack of um, proactivity on my part. Yeah. There was also a real slowing down of the work that i could do so i'm hired from an employee perspective i've been hired because of a set of talent skills abilities for knowledge that i've gained for experience that i've had for my ability to do the job and i am not trusted to be able to do the Mm -hmm. job so immediately that communication was sent i am not trusted Mm -hmm. and within the first month i went to my coworker, and i said what the? Mm -hmm. You know, like, did she do this to you? Mm -hmm. And how long did it last for? And I then said, look, I can't deal with this anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to address it. Now, that's my nature. I will address it. I have, I don't know, I I guess some people might call it the confidence, but honestly, I call it the impatience Mm -hmm. (laughs) to deal with this stuff. I don't Mm -hmm. see why I would Mm-hmm. work for you know, a long time in, a, in an environment that I'm really unhappy in sure. when I could just address it and right. see if I can fix it. Right? That, right. Well, that's, you know, that's me. So I went to my boss yeah. and said, what is going on? Like, why is this happening? And to her credit, she just went, oh, you know, she really didn't realize the impact. Mm-hmm. She, she really didn't understand how little trust I felt mm-hmm. and how it was stifling me and what she said after talking to me and, and meeting with me she said, you know what I, I don't know I don't know why I'm doing this mm-hmm. I just this has been a practice that I've done with all my new hires mm-hmm. and you just go I trust you mm-hmm. and they, and to you know as I said to her credit she said that so I ended up staying with that company for quite a while and I loved the work that I did with her. Yes. She's a great manager after awesome. that point, awesome. but I did have to tell her yeah. to back off yeah. or I was going to quit. Yeah. Now, as I said before, that's me. That's the way I am. And I have learned that I'm unusual.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Most people would sit and stew or leave. They would quit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or they yep. yeah, sit and stew um Or, you know, quit on the job, right? Like, Mm -hmm. that's kind of what sitting and stewing means, but quit on the job. Like, I'll just wait for the next thing she tells me to do. And how I'll just wait. We talked about that a little bit uh, in a couple of episodes. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so she, she, uh, you, you were, um, yeah, you were somewhat different than, and especially a new employee to go. But that's just shows your integrity. You know, it's like, I'm not going to mess around. Life's too short. Like I, I yeah. can't work this way.
1: And, yeah. you know, I mean that's yeah, and that's were, me.
0: Yes, but it's also here. What I'd say here's what I'd say: you're also a leadership development type people person, mm-hmm. so you probably knew micromanagers. It's just ugh, it just doesn't work. Please don't. You've been telling people for years. Please don't micromanage your people. So you couldn't, you couldn't, you, you couldn't, couldn't bear it. So yeah.
1: Well, exactly. You know, I couldn't bear it, but a lot of people do bear it. And so, that's the message that managers need to have. When you behave in that way, just understand that your people are, A, hesitant to put themselves forward at all. Mm -hmm. Okay? B, they are looking for another job. Yeah. Or if they're not, they're sure as heck complaining about their work, which leads to stress, burnout, all that sort of stuff. And they do not trust you because you show no trust in them. And, you know, with companies, oh, my goodness, trust is such an important thing with companies right from the get-go. You know, we... Interview people. We yeah, court yes. them. We court them. We we're so excited about them coming on board. We you know we offer all these things to them in interviews, and we like, yay, you're coming to work for us. And mm-hmm. then we slap them with a contract, and then we slap them with a ninety day probation period.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We immediately cover our butts against risk from this new employee. Right. So we immediately break trust. Yeah, we don't trust them. And then they're wondering how they can trust us. Huh. And then if we have a shaky onboarding experience, there's just that more reason to not trust. Like, <laughs> what the heck kind of company did I come to work for? Yeah. And all of these things to us. And, you know, in it, it's there's a real business cost to not trusting and not being trustworthy.
0: Yeah. You real know, hard you, numbers. Yes. Oh, dear. hard numbers. You can find them. They're not hard. Yeah. They're not hard to find. I want to share with you, um, I've developed just kind of a, uh, I really admire this young guy out in San Francisco. His name's Shane Metcalf. He's the chief, oh, culture, yes. of, chief culture officer of 15.5. Uh, and that's a performance management platform. Uh, it's definitely uh, right up your line in, in having regular, meaningful one-on-one conversations. That's what I think 15.5 means. Like, you know, do it 15 times. I don't know, you know, Five minutes (laughs) is all you need sometimes, you know, Mm -hmm. but when we had a chat uh, online like this, he told me that his company, the culture of his company is they trust people from day one. They, 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 they give it, they give them all the trust that they can. They don't even, Mm -hmm. they try not to even have a thought about that. We can't trust this person so that we got to double check and this and that. They just, it seems like they just go, go. We hired you. We vetted you. We know who you are because we had a good process. We onboarded you. You know how, to, we, you know how we work here. Mm-hmm. Go forth and do great things. Trust from day one. Yeah. And I it just, again, it kind of go from an HR perspective. It's like, it blows my mind because like you said brilliantly, you know, we make, we make people sign all kinds of papers that we can fire you on day three if we want for no reason or anything no you, you yeah. know it, uh, and and everything else that you do to indicate uh, people you believe people are untrustworthy and and we we can make excuses into kingdom come about this at, you know this perception of all this legal stuff on the front end of employment but uh, it really gets in the way of of people you know doing bringing themselves and their great work to, to their companies. Uh-huh. the other thing I wanted to say about Tom, and it goes back to management 101 in in the scenario that you wrote the story, um, this person berated Tom publicly. Uh-huh. that's another thing that he had to experience besides not being trusted, not being yeah. able to trust them that that erodes trust too when you damage somebody's self-esteem and. And we know that you don't correct people publicly. You just don't. It's management 101 and he got berated
1: mm-hmm. in
0: public. So yeah. that just again, you know, he's in a he's in a bad bad scene. He's he's in a bad scenario. And um, anything else you kind of want to say about trust before well, we close? I do actually. So
1: firstly, with regard to what you just said, you mm-hmm. know, any we can tell anybody reading. This case study about tom anybody reading this story would immediately say get out
0: Mm -hmm.
1: like you should be gone
0: yeah
1: but there are all kinds of factors why people stay in jobs oftentimes much longer than they should Mm -hmm. and you know those factors might be uh fear you know, of what's out there. Will yeah. I ever find anything better? You know, the next thing might be worse. So, you know, in other words, this is the devil you know. So you stay there. It could be that you really enjoy your coworkers mm-hmm. or the commute is perfect for you or whatever. There's a,
0: sure. There
1: are so many reasons why people work at certain jobs in certain mm-hmm. geographic locales. So we can't just automatically say he should have gone. Now, in his case, we got to the point where he was owed so much money that he didn't feel he could afford to walk away. Oh, my. So that's interesting. I mean, for me, okay, right off the bat, I say, well, what's a manager to do about this? Well, for one thing, you pay your people, okay? If they're working for you, you pay them. And if you can't pay employees, then perhaps you shouldn't have employees, okay? You know, maybe you should be doing the work yourself until you get to a point
0: Absolutely. where you can,
1: right? Okay, so that's
0: yeah. kind of
1: a no brainer. But, I think you know if you find yourself behaving badly if we take the scenario that you talked about, you've publicly berated somebody. Mm-hmm. well, you shouldn't do that in the first place, but sometimes, in the heat of the moment, mm-hmm. things happen mm-hmm. and we behave badly,, yeah. and we break trust yes and um and then we just kind of hide away and hope that this will all blow over. Mm-hmm. in other words, we don't know how to regain faith. And so I do want to talk a little bit about what happens if you do mess up as a manager, Mm -hmm. if you do break trust, can you rebuild it? Mm -hmm. And I'm going to say, yes, Mm -hmm. you can, but it's going to take some work on your part. So you as the manager, if you've broken trust, my advice would be try to fix it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because people talk stuff happens and it's not just going to go quietly, okay? Mm-hmm. There will be bumps right. in the road. There will be hard costs to breaking trust. Mm-hmm. So try to rebuild the trust. Firstly, if, you, if trust is broken because you lied, mm-hmm. then you need to admit to this. That's the very first thing you need to do. You need to say, I was wrong. I made a mistake. What I told you wasn't true. Mm-hmm. And then you need to come forward with the truth, Mm-hmm. Okay?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Lying and then adding on to the lie yeah. is not going to fix anything. You need to come forward with the truth. and along with that, you miss you must have a sincere and humble apology. It's amazing how a sincere apology mm-hmm. brings people back. Mm-hmm. It's amazing mm-hmm. because what you are doing with a sincere apology is you're being vulnerable. You're bringing your whole self into the conversation. And that's what people need. So if you have rebuilt trust because of lying, admit to the lie, tell the truth, and do sincere apology. Okay? Um, remember also that there are lies of omission. So if you, mm. if you are um, leaving out strategic facts or important details, admit to that too. Okay, own up to it again. Just get that trust back by admitting that you have done this. And same thing with failure. Mm -hmm. You know, managers often feel so much like they have to be in control all the time. They have to be right all the time, Mm -hmm. like you know, and that if they are not right, that um, or not perceived to be right, then that will be a loss of power. But in fact, the reverse is true. If you failed, if you've done something wrong, then admit it and ask for help with fixing it. Right. It's again, it's this, this sincerity, this vulnerability that makes people tolerate it. People are very tolerant when mistakes are, are made. Yeah. I have very a,
0: tolerant. I have a personal story from way back. It was my first, I spent 10 years in the Navy, got out, got a good job um, working in human resources and mm-hmm. Uh, worked for a woman for a number of years. She was she was a mentor. She was a really good uh, example for a progressive HR, and she told me something in confidence, mm-hmm. and it had to do with some a mutual person that was in our kind of our chain of command. Either I don't even remember exactly what it was, but it was juicy. Mm-hmm. It was a juicy thing organizationally. Um. And I told somebody, I, I, you know, outside yeah. the room, I went and told somebody and it got back to her that I did. Uh What was I thinking? I think, you know, and thinking it through, it's like it was juicy. This is a it was a very political organization and I knew something and I kind of wanted to uh in, in looking back, I think I kind of wanted to show that I knew something, you know, that I was told something privileged. Sure.
1: And, Knowledge is power, right?
0: Yeah. So I blew it, you know. I blew it, and she called me. I you know, called. You know, I think it was our next meeting. I, she said something. I heard what you said, and I just like, oh man, busted. You know, just busted. I, yes, I did, and I, I, I don't think I explained my motive there, but yes, I did, and mm-hmm. I'm so sorry, and it'll never happen again. It just won't. I got to tell you, but it's hard to. It's hard to tell somebody that you've betrayed that it'll never happen again.
1: Yeah.
0: They have to trust you at that point that you're telling yeah. the truth. So that's a true story. I mean, I I wish it I wish it was I, I wish I never would have done it, but it really was a lesson to me. Yeah. Uh of course. she let she gave me mercy, you know. She she let she under she she forgave me. Yeah. You know, and and uh, and and we went on to work well together until we, we We parted ways, you know mm-hmm. so um mm-hmm. that's a so I, I appreciate what you're saying about yeah. this trust I, I don't know. she probably had to wonder, I was a director level, you know, she had to probably wonder what what else is this guy saying, you know yeah, but yeah, but so anyway, yeah, it happens.
1: Yeah. They, so if you think about the ramifications of that, mm-hmm. had you not come forward with this sincere apology, mm-hmm. you at that level might have been left out of all these kind of conversations yeah. that you needed yeah. to be part of to yeah. be able to do yeah. your job well, to be ex- able to execute. So when I talk about the real hard costs mm-hmm. of lack of trust, this is the kind of thing I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're not trusted to hold this information, and you are left out of those conversations. Imagine the trickle-down impact it has on the speed of delivery of your work, mm-hmm. right? So that's a huge cost to an organization right there. And that is, by the way, a measurable cost. Mm-hmm. A lot of these soft skills mm-hmm. things that we talk about, so-called soft skills, mm-hmm. I, I like to think of them as, as a lot more important than soft and fluffy. But anyway, right. um, you know, right. so right. many of these are tough to measure. But yeah. trust is something that you can measure because mm-hmm. it impacts your speed speed. And your quality right
0: so I, I have to think that there are so many games that get played in a, in an in organization with low trust yeah so many games that if it's low trust there people are um maneuvering <laughs> they can't yeah. trust each other so they can't be honest with each other and blah 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 what what happens it just it can't be sustained a low That's trust right. organization can't be sustained
1: Exactly. So so. So if you want to be the type of of manager that people want to work for, if you want to have the type Mm -hmm. of organization that people that want to work in, that is respected by the community and by the customers, trust is a huge factor.
0: Yeah. And and that's T out of the word respect. And I think next time we meet, we're going to we're gonna kind of uh, wrap it up. Wrap with it all up. How bad this works. okay? But it go. does say. There you go, Laura. Tell us what it is again. It's,
1: it's not them. It's you. Why employees break up with their managers and what to do about it.
0: Fantastic. And there's. Book.
1: Oh, I think my name is already there on the Zoom bar, but there it
0: is, right there. Laura, Laura yeah. Sokorakoff. is. Her
1: That's name. it. Yep.
0: He's a wonderful, a wonderful author, a wonderful professional, and. Uh, I'm enjoying this so much. So next yeah, time we meet, definitely. we're going to wrap it up with the kind of the guiding. You you call it a guiding principle or a guiding? Yeah, the
1: overarching theme of there, the book. The but I think it is a guiding principle. It's a great yeah, way to say it.
0: Yeah, overarching theme of the book, which is yep. um, respect. That's and right. And we're going to touch touch base on that and and kind of wrap it up. So, Laura, as always, it's just been so rich and so good and. I look forward to our last, I don't look forward to our last meeting.
1: Yeah, me neither. I'm
0: waiting for your next book, you know, because yeah. then we can, oh, then I can, we can do the same thing with your next book. So get on it, will you? Oh yeah, sure. No pressure. Okay. All right. No pressure. <laughs> Thank you again, Laura. And we'll see you next time. Okay. On okay. The, the Find Engagement Bookcast. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Wow. Isn't Laura great? And I get to have her back for the final episode of the Define Engagement Bookcast with her. We're going to talk with her next time about the overarching theme of her book, and then we're going to wrap it up together. If you'd like to find more bookcasts of mine, go to www.anchor.fm forward slash doug dash find. And here is my professional website, defined Performance Solutions. Www. Dougjfine.com Thank you for joining me and we'll see you next time on the Defined Engagement Bookcast Bye bye for now